Welcome to Deadball TV, guys. In today's video, I'm going to be giving y'all my predictions for the Asian Cup semifinals, Jordan versus South Korea, Iran versus Qatar. Before I do, though, guys, if you're enjoying this Asian Cup content, make sure you leave a like on the video. It makes me feel good. And hit subscribe so you don't miss our recaps of the semifinal, the final preview, and, of course, after the tournament is over, a final analysis of what has been a fascinating Asian Cup. The first game I'm going to talk about is Jordan versus South Korea, a juicy juicy rematch of that 2-2 group stage game which was absolute fireworks maybe it's just me but i felt like this was one of the most underrated group stage matches that we had i think the iraq victory over japan took a lot of the a lot of the spotlight maybe saudi arabia oman but this game this game was epic and i fully expect this semifinal to be epic as well you guys in the comments let me know your keys to victory for the jordanians and the south koreans i'm going to start with my general assessment of jordan heading into this game jordan have shown that they can win with two different play styles at this tournament the first is a more traditional sit-back counterattack, nothing particularly sexy or inventive, but highly, highly effective given the personnel that they have. And the other way is the sit-back, but also mixed with an occasional press. This is what we saw against South Korea in the first half. This is what we saw against Malaysia. This is what we saw against Tajikistan at parts of their quarterfinal victory. Now, unfortunately for the Jordanians, they're going into this game with two very big omissions, and I feel like not enough people are talking about this. Ali Owan, of course, one of the star men up top. I call them the Jordanians. Jordanian triangle of death because him plus Yazan and Altamari, that's really what they'd be delivering when they're playing together. But that's not the only guy out. Ajaline, who has been one of the three center backs in Jordan's back three, is also going to be missing due to yellow card accumulation. And he has played all but five minutes at this Asian Cup next to Al Arab and Nasib in the back. And together as a unit, they have been very impressive. I don't know enough about the Jordan depth to talk about who's going to come in and fill that position. But if I'm South Korea, I have that area of the field circled now. Regarding Owan, he's probably the most unheralded least talked about of the Jordanian attacking players but he is extremely vital to how this team plays and without him I don't really know if they're going to look as fluid maybe they put Almarty up there and try to keep the triangle of death as best as they can or maybe they have another depth guy coming off expect a drop in the lethality and the fluidity of the Jordan attack in this game now even though Ashaline is out now Jordan still have Al-Arab and Nasib and both of these guys are very intelligent center backs they have a great partnership together Nasib was can I say phenomenal? The last time he played Korea, I thought he had a great game, looked great against Tajikistan again. It's not going to be easy. Both of these gentlemen, despite drastically different body types, are both pretty good in the air. And for that reason, if I'm Jurgen Klinsmann, I am not starting Choge Song at the nine in this game. I'm starting Song Hyun Min. Now, in the 2-2 game, Jordan were extremely efficient at pressing South Korea in the first half. Now, part of that is because Jordan are just a very good pressing team. And part of that is the fact that Klinsmann rolled out a 4-4-2 that was completely unable to distribute the ball. Park Young-woo and Hwang Yun-bom were overwhelmed, basically from the jump in that game. And didn't have any space or time whatsoever. If Klinsman wants to set up Korea for success, he has to get away from the 4-4-2. I don't think the 4-4-2 would be a death sentence necessarily. It's not like if I see that, then it's like, oh, well, Korea thrown the game. But that's what Jordan wants. Because I think Jordan's big mistake in the last game against Korea is they were exceptional in the first half, pressed them to death, but then they sat back once they got the 2-1 lead. So the big question for Jordan and what I am most fascinated to see is what their manager decides to do in this rematch. Is he going to go with the press from the start of the match? Is he going to wait until the second half to start doing it? The 60th minute? The 75th? How aggressive is he? If Jordan score first, is he going to continue to press because it is that tactical decision that is going to determine the game? I have a lot of respect for this Jordanian team. They are battling history. They are trailblazers. This is the first semi 
semifinal appearance in their history, does that get to them? You know, there's one or two ways we could look at this. We could look at them and say that they're galvanized, they, they can feel the history in the moment and they're ready to seize it, or they might shy away from the spotlight. I don't know. It's pressure moments like this where we see managers make some terrible decisions, some absolute howlers, some horrid substitutions, I'm looking at you, Graham Arnold, that ultimately cost the game. Because Jordan have never been here before, could that be a possibility? Could that be their downfall? You guys let me know in the comments. Focusing more on Korea now, of course, Kim Min Jae being out is a massive deal. And it's not just a massive deal because Kim Min Jae is world class, uh, not just a big deal because he's the best defender in Asia, but because of his distribution. Kim Young Gwan has been serviceable in the center back position. Passing, I thought he was terrible against Saudi Arabia, better against Australia, but Australia didn't really press. That's the thing. And now we're probably going to see Jung Sung Yun come back into the starting 11 next to Kim Young Gwan, and that could be a disaster but it's only a disaster if the Jordanians make it so so again there's a lot of tactical decisions that need to be made from both of these managers maybe Klinsman looks at this back line and says I can't trust these guys every time we win back possession every time it's a goal kick we just got to send it long to midfield now on the bright side for Korea I think they found their best possible fullback combination that they have given the player pool KJ Lee was a liability to say the least in the group stage but I don't see him starting in this game and of course the one thing that Klinsman and South Korea have that Jordan doesn't is absolute world-class star power. No disrespect to Altamari and Yazan. Those guys are ballers, but they're not quite on the level of Lee Gang-in and Song Hyun-min, who so far have saved South Korea in multiple games. Lee Gang-in has been a little more muted in the knockout games than he was in the group stage. I think that's normal. The football's more intense. I expect that, but he needs to have a good game. In the first game against Jordan, he didn't really get a lot of opportunities in the first half, but again, once Jordan were done pressing and decided to sit back, Lee Gang-in launched the siege, and the rest of Korea launched the siege, and eventually in the 90th minute, they get their equalizer. Generally, the more that you have a guy like Lee Gang-in on the ball, the more good things happen to you. So whatever Klinsman needs to do to make that happen, he's got to do it. And then, of course, there's Sung Kyung Min, who even when he hasn't looked great at this Asian Cup during regular time or during open play, he has that get-out-of-jail-free card that I don't really think any other player at this Asian Cup possesses. I thought he was pretty good in the first game against Jordan. Not great. You know, draws the penalty. It's a great run. His movement's been good the entire Asian Cup. He's just missing those goals from open play. Can he finally get one against Jordan in this semifinal? You guys let me know in the comments. All Jurgen Klinsmann needs to do in this game is just set up Korea to succeed. Just put the pieces on the chessboard and get out of the way, mate. If he does that, then Korea are in a really, really good place. This matchup is really between a team that is breaking new ground. They've never been here before versus a team that just refuses to to die they have nine lives south korea for whatever reason whether that's klinsman their star power uh black magic i don't know what it is but they just don't go down and at the end of the day I have South Korea winning this one 2-1. to one. I do think that they can get revenge in this match. I think the Owan injury for Jordan will prove fatal. We'll see what happens. You guys let me know your score predictions in the comments. Next up, we have Iran versus Qatar, and I'm going to start with Iran. I feel like they did get the monkey off their back in that victory over Japan. It's the most pedestrian I have seen Japan look probably since the, I don't know, 2018 World Cup, maybe the 2019 Asian Cup final. That is an achievement. And I'm going to say this right now. The only team left at the Asian Cup that can beat Iran, South Korea included, is Iran. If this team can avoid self-destruction, if they can avoid a stupid red card or an idiotic own goal or something like that, they're going to win the Asian Cup. Can Iran keep their emotions in check? Can they keep their cool? Can they realize that even though beating Japan is well and dandy, you still need to win two more games to lift this trophy? If the answer is yes, they're going to beat Qatar and they're going to do it soundly. This team has looked extremely well balanced from the start of the Asian Cup. I think the only really concern for me is the center backs. I don't really rate Kanani that much. 
much I think he is a liability. But if the if the central midfielders can protect him against Qatar, they'll be okay. I see the keys to success for Iran and Galanoi like this. Press Qatar, keep the tempo high, try to score multiple goals if you can, and do not concede a stupid mistake. If Iran can come out and start firing like they did in the first half against the UAE, or the first half against Palestine, or the second half against Japan, this will not be a close contest. The Qatari backline is decent, but not great at distributing, and not a single team at this Asian Cup, outside of maybe 15 minutes from Uzbekistan, and 10 minutes from Tajikistan, have really gone at them. You guys know that I do not rate Qatar, they might be in the semifinals and I think that's a great achievement especially given the roster that Tintin Marquez is dealing with but Iran are a different beast it's one thing to beat Palestine it's one thing to beat a injury and suspension ridden Uzbekistan it's another thing to beat Iran and I do not think this Qatari side is good enough to do that Akram Afif continues to be on the short list maybe even the front runner for the best player at this tournament award it is going to come down to him if Qatar can win this game I really do think for Qatar unlike Iran they're going to have to rely heavily on Almoz Ali, Al Haidos, and Afif, maybe even Fatih as well, to bail them out. In the games and the moments at this Asian Cup when the Qatari stars have not quite been there, the games have been very close, and honestly, Qatar have sometimes been on the back foot. That is not something that you can say about Iran, who I would say, they're two top players, I think, you know, unanimously, Daremi and Asmoon haven't really been exceptional. Daremi's had, what, one good game against the UAE and Asmoon? I thought he was pretty good against Japan and had bright spots against the UAE as well, but has completely forgotten how to put the ball in the back of the net. And I'm not trying to be insulting to him. I'm trying to be complimentary. The fact that he hasn't even been scoring and he's still been good at this Asian Cup and Iran have still been winning. I know some Iranian fans, y'all like to be really defeatist about your team. You guys have been burned in the past. You like to say that you suck or that you're somehow going to bottle it, but at no point at this Asian Cup has Iran, even at your worst, even against Hong Kong when it was a little dry, even against Syria when you were a man down for 30 minutes, at no point did you look like losing. And to me, that says that you have the DNA of a true championship winning team. To close the loop, Tintin Tin Marquez, I think he's done a phenomenal job with Qatar, and I truly mean that. I mean, this team looks like night and day compared to what they were under Carlos Quiroz, the play style, the morale everything he has exceeded expectations but i think he's run up against a behemoth that he doesn't know how to slay if Galanoi and Iran can avoid situations in which Kanani and Kaliuzadeh are left on an island or left in a sprint race against Almoaz Ali, they will be in good shape. Because I'm telling you now, if there's even a brief opportunity or a little inch of space for Almoaz Ali, Akram Afif is going to find him. And you do not want Almoaz Ali and Akram Afif in wide open space or you're going to be punished. Iran completely controlled the space against Japan. Ritsu Doan had nothing. Maeda couldn't get in behind. I think Mitoma had one good run. If they repeat that they're gonna win this game i don't know about you guys but i'm fascinated to see now how iran deals with the target being on their back because the entire tournament before the tournament it was on japan and now iran have kind of slain the dragon and now they are the dragon can they deal with now being the big dog being the team that has everything to lose history would indicate that the answer is more than likely no but i still have faith in iran i think they're gonna win this game i think it's gonna be comfortable if not outright dominant i have iran winning two nothing that is the video guys you let me know your thoughts down below in the comments is there anything i forgot when assessing any of these four teams let me know in the comments leave a like if you enjoyed and guys we will be back here tuesday and wednesday morning in texas time for live streams for both of these games make sure you don't miss that hit subscribe check out the twitter link in the description 